You are good. Amen. Amen. Let's give our praise and worship team another round of applause. Amen. 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 It is an awesome time to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm not going to hold us long, but I do have a few announcements as we get into our announcement portion of uh, worship. Um, right now, uh, it's not up on the screen, but if you have been a part of our messenger group, um, we have been talking about our financial literacy workshop. Amen. Um, it's fast approaching Saturday, May 15th, uh, 2021 at 10.30 a.m. Now, you might be like, Pastor, uh, uh, you know, does it cost? Well, guess what? It's free. All you got to do is register. Um, Pastor, do I got to come out to the church? No, you ain't got to come out to the church. It's on Zoom. So you have no excuses uh, while you're laying in the bed at 10.30 in the morning because we know how our Saturday mornings be. Uh, the kids can go play. Everybody, the spouse gun went out to Home Depot or, or or whatever it may be, but you laying in the bed, you can simply roll over, click on Zoom. Everybody got Zoom because all our kids done had to take Zoom classes. We done had to do Zoom for work and everything. So everybody uh, knows that we can, that you can be a part of it. Um, once you uh, register, you will get the Zoom link. And uh, it's a special, we have a special young lady that will be with us um, talking about financial literacy. Anybody need, uh, need some help with their finances? Uh, I, I mean, seriously, need help with don't be shy uh you never have too much money <laughs> amen you can never save too much you can never invest too much so we all need some principles about money makes money amen if you want to if you you don't go and i know this might sound mean but you wouldn't go to the person who has no money and try to figure out a plan to get money so we have somebody coming in that will help us learn how to invest our money better. Pastor need to learn how to invest better. Uh, learn what to do with 401k because everybody knows with the stock market and everything, 401k can go just as quick as you blink your eyes. Amen? Uh, we've seen it happen. Uh, the housing market, everything has taken a turn, but there are some things that we can learn about saving our money. Um, it says three types of money most people don't know about and creating generational wealth. Amen? The Bible says that you are to leave an inheritance for your children's children's children not debt yeah I need somebody to hear that not debt but an inheritance yeah too often times our kids are put in positions where they start off life in debt they start off in life paying for their parents mistakes and they've never learned how to balance a checkbook I don't need I, I remember matter of fact I'm, I'm gonna say this real quick and we're gonna move on to our offering I remember uh, uh, going somewhere and pulling out my checkbook and somebody said what is that they, they, they said what what is that and and they didn't know what a check was so if they don't know what a check is you don't know how to balance a checkbook <laughs> You don't know how to see what's coming out and make sure you plan for it, and what you need to invest. Most of us are in this day and age where all we do is swipe a card. All we do is swipe a card and, 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 and our kids even think that money is magical. You just swipe the card and it just magically appears. 
but am I talking to any real people here who have swiped that card and it said declined a couple of times? You done swiped that card and it done went into that overdraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to some real people today. I, I'm not just talking about, yeah, we all been there <laughs> where, where you have included the overdraft protection in your balance. Oh, somebody missed that. <laughs> you thought about how much money you had and you included that you knew that you could overdraft your account by a certain amount. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I told you, I talk real. I, 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 we've been there. I, I wasn't always 44, about to turn 44. I was in my 20s too. And you go swipe that card past Lewis and you be like, Lord. <laughs> and you done went out on that date. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and you like, Lord, I done took her out here. She done ordered up the whole menu. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> See, we, we, I told y'all we can laugh and joke, but it's real. It, 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 that, that's real life. Finances are real, and we really got to deal with finances. So just make sure that you're looking out. Make sure that you uh, reach out if you want to register. It's on our Facebook page. It'll be on our website by the end of this evening, um, the registration and the link. If you have not visited our website, it's www.lccimd.org, uh, and you can find out more information about everything that we're doing here at Liberty. Um, we're going to move on into our office offering time. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive it. Um, we are coming out of this pandemic. Amen. Matter of fact, I need somebody to declare that I'm coming out of this situation. I'm coming out of my pandemic. I'm coming out of my, my, my place of solitude. And as we come out, God says, will you bless me because I have kept you. Will you bless me because I've provided for you? See, a lot of times people look at the blessing as just what they've been giving to the church, but it's not about you giving to the church. It's about you giving back to God. Amen? Amen. And, and what you're giving back is a small percentage of what he's blessing you with. If you got $2, give two cents. Amen? If you got $20, give $2. It, it, it's a small investment with a, mag, with, a, with a magnificent ROI. Anybody know what a ROI is? Return on investment. Yeah, God loves you so much, he gave his son and looked for the return on the investment. And so now when we deal with finances, I know it's taboo in the church and people don't want to hear the pastor talk about finances. And I usually say that I'm not a financial preacher, but, but there is blessing in seed time and harvest. Amen. There is blessing in seed time and harvest. And God, he said, whatever a man soweth, that shall he reap. You sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You sow in abundance, you reap in abundance. And it's not just money. It, it's your health. It's your, it's your family. It's your mind. You, wh what are you sowing into the kingdom of God? So right now on our screen right now, you see the ways that you can give here at Liberty. Our text to give way is amazing. If you text the, num if you text the word give to 667-222-3736, it will walk you through. Uh, I know some people don't like Cash App. I know some people 
uh, our, our Leary of Cash app, but it's a secure network with Tithely, who we partner through. But also, um, you, if you do use Cash app, you see our Cash app tag on the on the screens right now, Liberty Church MD with the dollar sign in front of it. Or you can go to our website again, lccimd.org backslash give. Uh, whatever you give to God, we are just blessing and asking God to give you a hundred percent return on your investment. Amen. Your, your dedication in your heart. He told the widow woman, it's not that you gave out of the law, but you gave out of a heart to give. And he said, she's blessed more than those who just gave out of the law. Amen. So as we prepare our hearts and minds for the word for our worship team, uh, let's go before the throne of grace and prayer. If you have cash, uh, we'll collect it at the end of uh, service. Amen. Or a check or whatever you may have, we'll collect it at the end of service. Let's go before the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this offering. We thank you, God, that it be used for the uplifting of your kingdom, God. We ask right now, God, that you uh, that you honor the, the giver's heart's desire to give, those that gave and those who did not have to give. Honor their heart's desire to give, God. Some need a spiritual blessing. Some need a miracle. Some need deliverance. Some needs a, need a way out of their situation they're in, God. And we know you to be Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So, God, we thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. Increase it a hundredfold, a thousandfold, two thousandfold right now in the name of Jesus. Right now we're declaring that things are restored, things are renewed, things are reestablished in the name of Jesus. It is in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. And now we're going to turn it back over to our worship team. And right after our worship team takes us in with this worship song, the next voice you'll be hearing is none other than our executive pastor, Pastor Lewis Johnson, who will be bringing our men message today for Men of Steel. Amen. So once he, uh, once the praise and worship team is finished, please receive Pastor Johnson. Amen. Amen. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all, all you could ask or think, according to the power.
give the Lord some glory in this house. Everybody standing. Somebody give somebody glory in this house. Somebody give God glory in this house for the next two minutes. Come on, let's just offer in worship. Let's just offer up praise. Let's just offer up magnification unto the Lord. For the Lord is good. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what you've been dealing with. I don't know what kind of heaviness you've been having to endure. But I declare now, everybody under the sound of my voice, if you could just give God everything, if you could just offer it all up to him, for the next 60 seconds, I decree that yokes will be destroyed. I decree that chains will break off your life. I declare that everything will come into divine alignment. I'm declaring that crazy folk will leave you alone. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk. I'm declaring the enemy will run out of your house. I'm declaring that everything toxic will walk out of your life. Everything that's not in line with your purpose has got to go. Oh, 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 hey, 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 come on, come on, come on. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth and scream for Jesus. Open up your mouth and glorify his name. Open up your mouth and let him know that I'm not playing with my future. I'm not playing with my destiny. Hallelujah. Come on, bombard heaven, bombard heaven, no weapon, I said no weapon, hey, 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 hey. no weapon, that's formed against you, well, it's going to be able to prosper, Woo. yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, hey, 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 hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go where? Into the house of the Lord. How many of you feel like praising God for about 30 seconds? How many of you just feel like dancing your problems away? How many feel like praising your problems away? One, two, one, two, three. Go ahead and praise the Lord, somebody. zoomed in, LinkedIn, logged in via social media, and everybody that's in the room today, this next phrase, hallelujah, is for your financial future. This next phrase is for your family being delivered. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk that. This next phrase is for what's getting ready to happen or according to God's plan and according to God's purpose in your life. I dare you to praise him. One, two, one, two, three, go ahead and give a glory somebody. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost sit here. I feel the Holy Ghost sit here. Get your Bibles, get your Bibles, get your Bibles. 
go to the book of Genesis chapter 45. Bibles, Genesis 45, we're going to the Word. Hallelujah. Before we go to the Word, let's give God praise for your pastor, my pastor, Pastor Thomas Brockenberry II. Come on, give God praise for him. Let's give the Lord praise for Deaconess Tansy and all these musicians. Come on, let's give the Lord glory. Give God praise for yourself. You made it into the house of God today despite your circumstances and despite what you had to deal with. Genesis chapter 45, while we're going there, I want to give God praise for my lovely wife, my confidant and best friend, Dr. Sharon Johnson. Let's give God praise for her. Hallelujah. Thank God for her. My daughter Destiny and Jaden is here in the building as well. Glory to God. While we're going to Genesis 45, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that everything that is done in these next several moments are uh, sanctioned by the Spirit of God. I thank you that this space, Lord God, is perfected for this moment. Everybody that's in here and all the men that are zoomed in, linked in, logged in, are going to receive what is rightfully theirs, that their inheritance would begin effective immediately. In the name of Jesus, all men of steel and women of steel, this word is for you. I'm declaring that you will shut off any hindrance, anything that's trying to take this next moment away from you as you begin to walk in purpose and in destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I sit down, you stand up, that this will be done, that your will be done in this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You might be seated in the presence of the Lord. Genesis chapter 45. I want to go very quickly. We're not going to be long here tonight. How many of y'all feel good down in the sanctum of your soul? Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Don't go far, musicians. I'm going to be 30 minutes and we up out of here. Glory to God. Genesis 45, I want to begin reading at verse number four from the NIV. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. Verse 5, and now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Verse 6, for two years now there has been a famine in the land. Somebody say famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. Verse 7, hear this word of the Lord to you. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Those that are following Genesis 45, underline that in your Bible. Verse 7, but God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Those of you that are linked and logged in Zoom via social media, I want you to get every man you know, your son, your husband, your brother, because this word is for them. Second scripture, chapter four of the book of Second Timothy. I want to begin reading at verse 18 from the King James, and it says, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. 
to whom be glory forever and ever. That's 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. I read it again. It says, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. And for the reading of the scripture, the church says, amen. Subject for a few moments, preservation without reservation. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say neighbor, preservation without reservation. To preserve something, people of God, is the activity or process, I'm going to take my time, of keeping something valued alive. Keeping something that you love intact or free from damage or deterioration. Some of y'all got old transformers that you've preserved from back in the 80s. Yeah, Brother Minister Reggie know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all got old G.I. Joe figures that you still got from back in the 80s and 90s. Some of y'all still got your graduation cap and gown that you've kept in plastic. Some of you still have your wedding dress. Come on, talk back that you got married and some of y'all got things that you love and things that are close to you. You've kept them and preserved them to ensure that they are are not damaged. To preserve something is to safeguard something because of its potential and its value. Hallelujah. Men of steel, I need you to hear me on this. There are many different types of preservation. A, there's historical preservation. For those that are writing in the notes app on your phone, historical preservation by passing down things like stories or personal accounts verbally of what happened. A lot of what happened in slavery, <clears throat> excuse me, was passed down from our ancestors. Our great, great, great grandparents passed it down to our great grandparents who received it from their grandparents and so forth and so on. It was passed down. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It was passed down in sections hallelujah, historically and put into books. From there we have libraries. And then there's B, there's automobile preservation. How many of y'all got a 67 something sitting over in the corner? You've got a 77 Impala. You've got a 57 Chevy sitting over there. There's automobile preservation. Has anyone ever seen a vehicle in mint condition from the 60s or the 70s? It includes keeping the exterior clean, keeping it covered and free of the weather wear and tear, keeping the mileage low and keeping accurate records and history of that vehicle. Older vehicles kept in pristine condition must be preserved and protected so that it can remain intact. Number three, there's food preservation. Some of y'all got stuff in the freezer right now. Talk back to me and say, amen, somebody. Many of our mothers, grandmothers, and other relatives had mastered the process of canning or freezing food to prevent spoilage. Some of you have heard of preserving strawberries or preserving peaches and putting them in jars. Y'all know what I'm talking about for later on. Many of you know about the harvest and certain fruits and vegetables in the summer are not available in the winter. So they were packed and picked and frozen and kept until they were in a season that they were no longer available. That's a word right there. Somebody say amen. D, you have museums. How many of y'all have been to a museum? Raise your hand. If you've been to a museum, museums contain artifacts of the earth's history from dinosaur bones to artwork, from photographs to spacesuits and rocket ships, video documentaries and audio recordings giving us living proof that something happened 
or existed. And just like we go to museums to see what God has done, we are the living, breathing museums that display what God has done. I'll say it again. And just like we go to the museum to see what man has done, we are the breathing museums that display what God has done. Our redemption becomes proof that God exists. I'll say that again. Our redemption becomes proof that God exists, especially when somebody knew you back when. Oh, why you don't go hang out with us no more? Why you don't go to the club no more? Why you don't sip a little something with us no more? Why you don't roll up and smoke something with us no more? It becomes the proof that only God can change me and make me into the person that I am today. Somebody say amen. There are three principles of revelation, three principles of preservation. You have to learn it, live it, and leave it. Lord, have mercy. Somebody shout, learn it, live it, and leave it. What are you saying, Pastor? Number one, learn it. At the core, learning is a process that results in a change in knowledge or behavior as a result of your experience. When we approach theology, spirituality, or the study of God's divinity, we realize that faith come by what? Hearing, and hearing by what, church? The word of God. And so we must read it, we must meditate on it, recite it, and make it a part of the daily fabric of of our lives. When we talk about preservation, we must understand the work of God and how he preserved his spirit, his truth, his lineage, his promise, his DNA. Y'all ain't talking about his purpose and his righteousness in order that his will would continue from one generation to the next. We are clearly aware of how, the how, the why, the when, and the who as we expand the genealogy of Christ in Matthew chapter 1 verses 2 through 16 where Matthew is recording the actual genealogy of Jesus through Joseph according to the Jewish custom. Isn't it both remarkable and astounding, people of God, to know that from creation through the flood, from the exodus of the children of Israel, Israel out of Egypt from Genesis to Matthew not to mention the time span of about 400 years between the Old and the New Testament that God gives us the blueprint and how to preserve and set aside his strategy through 42 generations isn't it tremendous to know <clears throat> that the redemptive mind of God had us on his mind all that time. And in a world of sin brought us a savior. From the lineage, hallelujah, of royalty came down the lion of the tribe of Judah, the offspring of David, the son of man to become king of kings and lord of lords. My brothers and my sisters, isn't it absolutely remarkable how God inserted himself as a spirit, chief curator of all creation, into our humanity. Hallelujah. A living, walking, breathing son of a carpenter who would be the chief cornerstone of the church, passing down his legacy to those who follow him. And that same witness, that same proof, that same demonstration, that same heritage has been preserved. Somebody shout, preserved. And passed down all the way down to you and me, by his spirit. So the question becomes, what have you learned about God since you've been walking with him?
Selah. What have you learned about God since you've been walking with him? Number two, not only do you have to learn it, but you've got to live it. Somebody shout live it. We serve a God who is into developing relationships and bestowing mantles. We see the mantle of leadership pass from Moses to Joshua. We see the prophetic mantle being passed from Elijah to Elisha. We see the mantle of the kingdom being passed from Jesus down to the disciples. Y'all stay with me. And we see the mantle of ministry being passed from the apostle Paul to his son in the gospel, Timothy. There is a kingdom order of succession, people of God. God likes to continue on into the next series. Anybody been watching the program and just when it was starting to get good, it goes off and gives you three words, to be continued. Oh, y'all ain't no sitcom watchers in here. I'm talking about back when we had to watch Good Times and What's Happening and, 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 and Fred Sanford and Son and, and, and all those other programs. Just when the program was getting good, or oh, the Cosby Show. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk back to the Cosby Show. A different world. Living single. Y'all, I'm putting somebody I'm, I'm gonna come down your road eventually. Just when the program was getting good, it would go off and leave you three words, to be continued. Somebody say, to be continued. Continued. We must become willing vessels to commence preservation without reservation. The Endangered Species Preservation Act of 1966 was a U.S. federal legislation that directed the U.S. Secretary of the Interior to initiate and carry out programs that aim to conserve, restore, and in some cases propagate certain species of indigenous wildlife determined to be in danger of extension. There are certain things, people of God, if we are not careful, will begin to become an endangered species. What are you talking about? Certain things like reverence. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. The fear of God, honoring those who paid the way. These kids out here are almost crazy, losing respect for your elders. Y'all need y'all to come on, say amen, somebody. You're losing out on moral decency. If we're not careful, we're gonna lose out on a hallelujah passing to the next generation honesty, reliability. If you say you're going to be somewhere at 5 o'clock, be somewhere at 5 o'clock. If you say you're going to pick somebody up at 3, pick somebody up at 3. If you say you're going to go to school and finish, go to school and finish. If you say you're going to be a thing, then be a thing. Back in the day, the only thing you had was your word. Y'all, come on, talk back to me. And we've gotten to the place now where folk do not value their word. They would rather not care what you think about them. They're going to be what they want to be and do what they want to do. But back in the days when I was growing up, you had to be reliable because your reputation was the only thing you had. Somebody shout, live it! Hallelujah. We are seeing a people who could care less about godliness or care less about, hallelujah, what, what people uh, see them as. We got social media and people are doing and saying all kinds of crazy stuff. Hallelujah. We're not concerned about pleasing God, just concerned about pleasing each other, caught up in any and everything. There is an important word defined as resurgence, a word resurgence that we know also as revival. It must flow through us in these last days. Somebody shout revival. 
We are the keepers of the flame, and we must be cognizant of the times that we are living in. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 17. I'll read it for the sake of time. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Verse 18, and on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out of my spirit in those days. Verse 21, and it shall come to pass that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen, if we don't share the love of Christ, who else is going to do it? Get ready, musicians. If we don't pray and intercede for the lost, who else is going to do it? If we don't allow the light of God to shine through us, who else is going to do it? If we don't step up as the salt of the earth from else, where will come the seasoning? Who else is going to do it? If we stop lifting our hands and worshiping, who else is going to do it? If we stop telling the lost about Jesus, who else is going to do it? If we stop shouting and dancing and giving God the praise, then who else is going to do it? If we stop living righteously and living with integrity and living with honor and living the way God would have us live, then who else is going to do it? Hallelujah. Somebody shall live it. Number three, my last point, is leave it. Hallelujah, you've got to learn it, you've got to live it, and then you've got to leave it. How many of you know that there's a relay race called the baton, hallelujah, race, where there are about four or five individuals, and the one that starts is not the one that finishes, but ever so often, that one runner would pass the baton to the next person. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And then that runner would run, and then they would go a little bit of ways, and then they would pass the baton to the next person and then they would pass to the last person and that last person has got to make up all the time that the first three lost and you've got to have the last leg to keep passing that baton and you've got to have the authenticity, you've got to have the audacity, you've got to have the endurance, you've got to have the stamina, you've got to have the faith you've got to have practice to know that I've got to finish this race and whatever my partners did before me doesn't matter because I've got the baton now and I've got to take this thing all the way to the finish. Somebody shout finish! Hallelujah. God cannot become obsolete. Hear me now in the Holy Ghost. But our testimony can become obsolete when we don't pass that baton to the next person. If we don't tell somebody our testimony, if we fail to talk about what God did for us, if we fail to talk about how God healed us, if we fail to talk about how God changed my mind, if we fail to talk about how God shifted my attitude when I was a nasty, nasty little hellion running around, if we fail to talk about how God changed change the taste buds in my mouth to be hungry and thirsting after righteousness. If we fail to talk about what God did, God is not obsolete, but our testimony will become obsolete. The Bible said, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Talk back to me, church. And by the word of their what? Testimony. And they loved not their lives to the death. Could it be that we stop overcoming when we stop testifying? Can I talk for a minute? It isn't that God is able, but we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our 
testimony. So in other words, you've got to say something. You've got to stop being quiet about what God has done for you. You've got to stop being quiet about God, how God healed your body. You've got to stop being quiet about God went through your family and saved everybody. You've got to stop being quiet about how you were stuck on the highway of life and God gave you a jump start. You've got to stop being quiet about how God shifted some things around in your life. You've got to stop being quiet about it. Somebody shout, I got to stop being quiet. Listen, the work of God cannot slow down. And I'm getting ready to bring this thing to a close. The miracles, the signs, and the wonders, the healing, and the deliverance, the breakthroughs, the liberation, where the spirit of the Lord is, liberty, there is what? The demonstration and the manifestation. Unless men stop praying, unless men stop fasting, unless men stop seeking him, unless men stop declaring Jesus, unless men start lifting their hands, unless we start, if we stop praying, God stops moving. If we stop shouting, God stops moving. If we stop worshiping, God stops moving. If we stop declaring his name, God stops moving. But I've got to keep it going. I've got to keep it going. I've got to go with preservation for the next generation. Preservation without reservation. Somebody say it. Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Come on, y'all. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Say it one more time. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Listen to this. Answered prayer is not just for you, but it's to preserve the righteousness of God in the earth. Your testimony is not just for you, but to preserve the goodness of God in the earth. When I have a testimony, it's going to bring God glory even after I leave out of here. Somebody shout testimony. the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. How many folk got a testimony? You got a song. The angels can't sing. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed. Shout out to the Oh God. Watch this, watch this. The only way God moves in the earth is if we allow him to. I'll say it again. The only way that God moves in the earth is if we allow him to. The only way the enemy moves in the earth is if you allow the enemy to use your body. But how many of you want God to use you? Somebody say, God use me to share the gospel. God use me to heal the sick. God use me to raise the dead. I want to be a vessel. Oh God. The only way God moves in the earth 
is if we allow him to we are the mechanism by which the kingdom is multiplied and established in the earth Ephesians 4 and 6 from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by which each joint supplies according to the effectual working of every part they give increase of the body unto the edifying of his suffering love whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven whatsoever we loose on earth is loose in heaven to bind is to permit to loose is to allow what are you binding what are you loosing what are you binding what are you loosing You've got to learn it. You've got to live it. And then you've got to leave it. The question becomes, am I being used by God? What do I supply the body of Christ? If it's singing, then you better sing. If it's praying, then you better pray. If it's preaching, you better be preaching. If it's teaching, then you ought to go teaching. If it's serving, then go be a servant. If it's playing the organ, then go play the organ. If it's playing the drums, go play the drums. If it's playing the guitar, you better find you a guitar. Whatever you do, do it all in the name of Jesus. What do I supply the body? Everybody supplies something. There are over a hundred body parts on your body. Everybody can't be the stomach. Everybody can't be the feet. Y'all ain't talking back tonight. Everybody can't be the eyes and the ears and the nose. I need somebody that's going to be the fingers. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk tonight. I need somebody that's going to be, hallelujah, a neck so I can turn it around and see what's going on. Everybody has a different component to the structure or to the ability of what God has purposed and designed you for. Somebody shout, God, what am I? Come on, shout it again. Say, God, what am I? Say, God, what am I? Listen, you might be the only Bible that somebody will ever read. I'll say it again. You might be the only Bible that somebody will ever read. And you don't think they're looking at you, but oh, they looking at you, baby. Go back to the text. Watch this. Genesis 45. Just like Joseph was able to preserve his entire family. God had strategically sent him to a place of authority. Doesn't mean that Joseph didn't have to go through something. Some of y'all are in one of the stages of Joseph's life. He had to go to the pit. 
Talk to me, somebody. Then he had to go to the palace. And in the palace, he had to run from Potiphar's wife. Y'all ain't going to talk back. But then ultimately, he ended up the second in command, pastor, of all of Egypt. God took him through every step of his life, even when it seemed like it was hard. God was still there. So like all his loved ones had turned their back on him, but God was still there. There were some dark moments, but God was still there. He was in a jail cell with two crazy jokers, the, the butcher and the baker, but God was still there. The next thing you know, Joseph's second in command and has now authority over the whole province of Egypt. And he said it with his own mouth. He said, the reason I had to go through that is so God can put me in a position of authority so that I can preserve my whole family. And when crisis presented itself, Joseph was there to preserve his loved ones. Somebody declared that I won't falter in the famine. Come on, declare that those that are linked in social media. I will not falter in the famine. I will not fear in the famine. I am a vessel of preservation. God can set you up to be the Joseph of your family in order to preserve. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You wonder why all your family flocks to you because you're the one that's called to unify the family. Why you got to be the one to set up the family reunion? Why you got to be the one to call people? Why you got to be the one to follow up? Why you got to be the one everybody calls? Because there's an anointing of Joseph on your life. What are we preserving for the next generation? If we're not careful, we're going to allow our faith to die with us. Somebody say amen. What have you passed on to your children? What have you passed on to your kinfolk? What have you passed on to those that are following you? I don't want my testimony to die with me. Everybody's standing all over this room. I don't want my story to die with me. I've got to shift into preservation without reservation. Who am I talking to tonight? Lifted hands all over this house. I want to make a declaration over your life. Even those that are zoomed in, LinkedIn, logged in via social media, lift your hands right there where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we will not allow our faith, our testimony, our confession, our declaration to die. We're going to be the Elijahs of this generation and we're going to pass it along to the Elishas. We're going to be the Pauls and pass it along to the Timothys. We're going to be, hallelujah, a type of Christ passing it down to the disciples, the Moses passing it down to Joshua. Give us the anointing. Give us the wisdom. Give us the clarity. Give us the instruction. Give us the missives. Give us the integrity. Give us the timing, Lord God, to be able to pass what we know, what we see of God, what we've experienced about God. What we have learned about God, not only just to learn it and to live it, but Father, we're going to start leaving it. We're going to leave a legacy. We're going to leave a declaration. We're going to leave a confession. And so when I'm long and gone and we've moved off the scene, God is still moving from generation to generation, from person to person. 
God, you did it through 42 generations to preserve a righteous line. And so are we here to preserve that righteous line. We are here to preserve that integrity. We are here to preserve that love for one another. We are here to preserve the moving out of hatred and bitterness and, and, and terrible, nasty attitude. We're going to pass down a good attitude. We're going to pass down a financial legacy. We're going to pass down a good mental acuity. We're going to pass down the ability, Lord God, to be citizens, to be upright, law-abiding citizens of the country, but better yet, law-abiding citizens of the kingdom. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, while hands are lifted all over this room and via social media, I thank you for the anointing that destroys yokes. I thank you for the anointing that makes preservation easy. I thank you that we'll begin to plant seeds. God, that you would water the seed, that you would bring the increase in the name of Jesus. I thank you that families are being made whole. Y'all ain't praying. I'm thanking you, Lord God, that families are going to be saved and delivered. I'm thanking you, Lord God, that families are going to be set free, that they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved in Jesus' name. Clap those hands and declare, it is done. 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 Hallelujah. Preservation without reservation. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. Come on, sing it with me. Hallelujah. Come on, sing it. We lift our voice to say thank you. Just continue to sing that for a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody stretch your hands toward the man of God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we ask God right now that you restore into him a hundredfold of all that he poured out, God. You know his desires. You need. You know his deepest, darkest yearnings. You know everything that you put on his heart, God. God, and as he poured out, God, we ask right now that you replenish him a hundredfold. That not only that, God, but you begin to plant the seeds of expectation, the seeds of deliverance, the seeds of, 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 of opportunity that he's been crying out and yearning to you for, God. God, in this place of rest, in this place of newness, in this place of opportunity, God, he is your manservant, God, and he has been ordained and sanctioned and set apart for a time such as this. 
God, whatever it is that you're going to do with him, God, release it right now so that he can live it, he can learn it, and he can leave it. We thank you, God, for all that you're going to do in his life and in the lives of his family. Now, as the oil poured down from Aaron's beard, let it pour down over him right now in the name of Jesus. I declare it to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Real quick, I want you all to see something and show you how ministry connects, Pastor. Deaconess Tazzy, make that large right there because I need everybody to see this real quick. I haven't told anybody yet that I'm re-releasing my book that I wrote. But on the back of this book, amen, it's called Broken, Battered, But Beloved. It's available on Amazon beginning this week. But I need you to see your foundational text today. Look what I put up there. This is the back of the book. I just wrote it three days ago. It says, everyone in life has trials and tribulations, but I want to jump down to the bottom. It says, and deal with overcome, uh, trials and tribulations to deal with and overcome. It's what we allow ourselves to hold on to that shapes the men and women we become. For me, I chose to see God in all things. I could never believe my trauma, rejection, denial, and constant struggles were a simple fate of the world. As I began to learn God's word for our lives, I truly began to see myself in the pages of his word, the Bible. But get this, I did... What, what did it say? Genesis, in Genesis, Joseph went through the same thing I did. But what but always understood that God's purpose for him was greater. Look at the text. Genesis 50 and 20 says what? But as for you, you meant evil against me. In order, but God meant it for good in order to bring about and it is this day to save many people's lives I, I can testify you and I ain't talk did we God is in the position of restoring God is in the position of preservation. Somebody just received a word that you've been praying about. All the hell. I ain't gonna re-preach this. All the hell. All the trials. All the situations. It wasn't just by faith, but God had purpose in your mess. If that ain't a place to shout, what 
you've been through. What the enemy meant for your bad, my God meant for good. I did, matter of fact, Reggie, I dare you text that person that hurt you. What you did, what you did for my bad, my God meant it for good. Speak. 
Hallelujah. say this. I text Pastor Lewis yesterday to ask him the title of his sermon so we can have it for the screen. I told him I was getting ready to leave out and I was sharing him with him that I had released a book and God spoke to me and said, it's, what did I say? It's simply time to live <laughs> and when I said it's time to live he sent me a picture of beautiful mountains he said I'm in the mountains with beautiful grass beautiful water beautiful scenery see too many of you have been living in the scenery of your situation who did I just say that to God said, it's time to come out of that scenery and get a new eyes perspective of a new landscape. If you're walking in liberty, it's time for a new landscape. Somebody missed that. Your landscape can't stay the same any longer. Just by fact that you're in the building, Cameron, it's time for a new landscape. The way you've done it before, it's time to let it go and see a new landscape. He said, taste and see that my... He said, taste some of you moving to new locations. 
I said I'm done, I'm done. Some of you are moving to new locations. And get this, Minister Reggie. You're moving to new states. And the state, Jesus. The laws of the state you were in are no longer allowed. Because of the new state, there are new state laws. Hallelujah. Because of the new state you're in, because of the new state you're in, you got new things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know we're supposed to shut down service, but this is an opportunity for you to change your state address. It's an opportunity for you to embrace your new state. Because what you did in your old state, the new state won't allow it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was acceptable in your old, Pastor Lewis, when you go to a new state, the first thing you got to do is get a new driver's license to operate in that state. They don't want to see the ID from your old state because your new address doesn't include that old state. Some of y'all been wallowing in your old mess and God said I can't pour new wine into old wine skins Jesus I'm gonna leave you with this Paul said it best forget it Need some, uh, I need some people who, who embrace amnesia about your past.
tell you why you're here at Liberty. Because you learn how to do church. You learn church politics. You learn how to act churchy. But God said, no, until you get liberated, I can't use you. And what I got for you comes through liberty. Not the building. The simple fact that you walk through the door, you walked into your liberty. you. They called you all types of names. They thought you was crazy because you left your last church. They said you won't get what you got where you was at. But God said I'm sending you to a new state. Deaconess Tansy, they told you that you you ain't got to do all that hospitality stuff. You ain't got to serve so many people. But God said your increase comes through your service. Pastor Lou, I've been, I've been hesitating on this one. Yeah. Every place that, that you served at didn't settle you because they was too religious. God said, I'm waiting for the relationship to set you free. God is building his church. Jesus. The vision you've been writing, you and Dr. Sharon, the vision y'all been writing for ministry. The resources, the people and the resources, God said it comes with the relationship. Hold on, Minister Reggie. My uncle told me this a long time ago. And, and it's amazing because it deals with Joseph. Pharaoh gave everything under his control into Joseph's hand because Joseph was patient. Joseph went through trial, Joseph went through error, Joseph went through persecution. Joseph had an anointing. Joseph had a robe of color. Joseph knew that he had an appointed place. But every step he went through pushed him to that anointed place. God said, don't hit, don't miss the step. He said, what I'm getting ready to do with you, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, 
neither has it entered into the hearts of men neither the depth of your ministry the height of the power that I'm getting ready to call you into he said what's inside of you is getting ready to pour over and is getting ready to saturate a region and the region that he's calling you to is about to be I'm done, Reggie. I'm done. There are some people who said, "See, this is this is how the enemy works." There are some people said, "Why have that power, that powerful preacher, as your executive pastor?" I said, "Why should I be scared of his anointing when his anointing?" I keep it 100. They said, don't give him too much mic time. He gonna take the church. First of all, what God has joined together. Anybody ever heard of Paul and Barnabas? Paul and Silas? What God has joined together. I know we use that for marriage, but what God has joined together, let no man asunder. The anointing that flows, it continuously flows. Why not build iron sharpens iron? Abraham didn't have a problem with Aaron. Moses didn't have a problem with Joshua. Yeah, I'm, 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 can everybody stand to their feet real quick? I'm, if, you, if you can leave out of here. There you go. 
at home. Take a run around your house. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let us lift up our hands to the hills. Lift up your eyes into the hills. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this hour of impact, this hour of power, this hour of liberty. God, we thank you for coming in, showing up, and showing out. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think, unto the only wise God, the power, dominion, and authority, both now, here, and forevermore, is our prayer. 